0: Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. And so I just want to welcome everybody in on podcasts that's listening. Maybe you're driving down the road. I got a phone call this week. Uh, and just thankful for our team being able to do that, put it out online. Uh, and the fact is that people are driving on the road throughout the week, and they're able to listen on podcasts. I'm just grateful for that. So come on, church. Can we put our hands together? Welcome everybody in that's watching online or on the podcast listening. I love that. I love that, I love that. Well, hey, uh, again, I want to tell you that we've been in a series called Rhythms. Everybody shout Rhythms. Yeah, and so the last couple of weeks, what we've done and what we've been talking about is this idea of rhythm. And, and let's just talk about it really quick. Some of us got rhythm, some of us ain't got rhythm. Come on, right? Like, how many of y'all would just be honest and say, you know what? I got no rhythm in my body. Come on, somebody, all right? How many of y'all say, I, I can keep a tune, I can keep a clap, I can dance a little bit? Come on, all right? Anybody in here say they can dance? I'm about to say, prove it, stand up. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that right now. Do not do that in this place. But, I man, I'm really grateful for this idea of rhythms and this thing called rhythms that we've been walking through. And I want you to write it down. Uh, we're we're going to kind of just begin with it every week. It's this idea of a rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or of sound, right? Strong, regular, repeated, um, a pattern of movement or sound. And we talked about it the last couple of weeks about how a drum set, right? And again, most of the times you're going to see drums at Purpose Search. Right now, not so, but when we move to our new facility, get ready for it, all right? So like drums, when you talk about a drum set, what happens is, is the kick drum is the thing that sets the rhythm. It's the thing that sets the tone. It sets kind of the pace of where everything else is going. Now think about that. What happens is, as we do that. As that kick drum starts to hit, then you can begin to add everything around it, right? You begin to add the symbols, you can begin to add the tom, you can begin to add the snare, all of that stuff together, right? So that happens whenever we're talking about a drum set, but I just believe that the same can be said about our life, and the fact is is that you and I, if we will build our life around Jesus, right, if we'll center everything around him, if we'll allow Jesus and the things that he's asking us to do to set the rhythm of our life, the standard, the pattern, all of that, what I begin to believe is that all the added stuff, the things that will go on all around us, because a lot of times we're worried about all of that, while not having Jesus at the very center. And so for me, if we would just get Jesus in the rightful place where He belongs, in the very center of our life, He will begin to build around that and on that. And what that is, is that is a good foundation. We talked about that last week, right? So this idea of rhythms. We talked about week one, rhythm of worship. That's why we're singing this song Heart of Worship, because we want to get back, again, before we step into a new season where we have all the lights and the bells and the whistles, we want to make sure our heart is right. We want to make sure that we're we're worshiping with a right heart. And, and again, worship is not just about what we do on Sunday morning for 20 minutes together, right? That our life can be worship, that our life is worship. And so I want us to just begin to imagine that every single day, what is the tone and the tune that your life is carrying? What is that? What? Because your life is worship. So what I want us to understand is that's going on, and, and I want us to know that we got to make sure that our life is beating to some rhythm, and we got to make sure it's Jesus, right? So we talked about that last week. Uh, we talked about Scripture together, right, how the rhythm of Scripture has got to be so important for you and I, that we build our life on that, that we don't build it on what culture says is good. We don't build it on what everything else out there is saying, hey, you need to build it on. We're going to build it on God's Word. And I'm, I'm proud to say I bought me a brand-new Bible this week. Come on, somebody. Body, right, I told y'all last week that like I got pages falling out. Sometimes I don't even read out of my Bible because I ain't even got it in my Bible because pages is gone. But I got a new Bible. Thanks, Sambo, uh, for the reference on that. But but this week, what we're going to talk about, and again, as a church, there's going to be rhythms that we have as a church, right? And I want us to understand that again, at the end of the day, all the stuff can be gone. That everything we could be outside right now. We no, hope, thank God, we're not right because it's raining out there. But like we could be outside, we could be chat, we could be anywhere. We could, we're in a gym right now, but there's going to be some rhythms that we are going to be about as a church. One's going to be about worship, one's going to be about scripture. And today, what we're going to talk about is the rhythm of prayer. It's the rhythm of prayer. So we'll talk about what that looks like. But I would just love it. I know it's kind of like Catholic Church today. But if you don't mind, would you stand back up on your feet? Uh, I, I would just love in reading God's Word, just to honor God's Word. Uh, we're going to read this together. Uh, it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. And literally, um, we talked about last week memorizing Scripture. I think that this is a good little Scripture for you to memorize because guess what? It's about three words long, okay? couple words, that's a good place to start. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. That was good. That was good for this half. How about y'all? Y'all ready? Everybody over here on this side? Okay, good. Here we go. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. This is what the Bible says. It says, always be joyful. That's verse 16. You can memorize that, right? We could do that. We could start there, okay? Verse 17 says, never stop praying. Come on, how many of y'all got two verses you can memorize right there? Come on, always be joyful, never stop praying, and watch this. The week of Thanksgiving, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus, and so I love that, always be joyful, never stop praying, and always be thankful, be thankful in all circumstances, I love that, and we're going to talk about what that looks like today, but first I want to pray for us, and you can have a seat again, all right, Jesus, thank you for today, thank you that we get to stand just to honor your word, just to honor what you've done, and how you've given us a, a tool to be able to know who you are, and, and this rhythm called prayer, I can't wait to just see what you're going to do today as you speak to us, Holy Spirit, God, we love you, we honor you, and it's in Jesus name that we pray and everybody said a good amen 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 have a seat you can have a seat well thank you for standing in honor of God's word I know it's just a quick little uh, a couple of verses but I want you to start to take note of what those verses were saying, and we're talking about this idea of rhythm of prayer today. So what I want you to write down, I know this is like a first point right out the get-go. I usually ask you a question. We're usually all skating together, right? We're all on the floor answering a question together, but I want you to write this down first. and I want this to just be a tune of our church, is that you and I, our church, I want you to just embody this as well, but our church is going to be a church that prayer is our first response, not our last resort right? Prayer is going to be our first response, not our last resort. I want to challenge all of us with that. I want to encourage you, let this be said of your life. Let this be said of my life, that prayer is my first response, not my last resort. See, a lot of times what happens is, and let's just be honest, we begin to act first, right? We begin to respond first, that meeting, that 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 whatever it might be. And what we, you and I do, is that we respond before we even start to consider about praying, right? And what I want to challenge you, obviously there's got to be action we we take, but I want to challenge all of us that before we take the action of what we need to do, a big decision that we're needing to make, or a new season that we're stepping into, whatever it might be, prayer needs to be our first response. Not just what you and I do, and I do it a lot too. That we act and then we ask God to come back and clean up everything, right? Then we're like, "Oh Lord, I didn't even take, I didn't even consider what was happening right then, and uh, uh, now I got to, I got to ask you to do a little blessing on that, right?" So so that's what a lot of times what we do. And and speaking of prayer, that's sometimes what we do with prayer. And today, you know what I want to teach us really quick? I want to teach us how to pray. I had Pastor Chris Hodges, and, and his messages have taught me, honestly, a lot about how to pray and, and I want to just share that with some of us. This is one way. I'll just tell you the other night, like me and Conley, uh, our babies, we pray every night together. We try to pray with our kiddos uh, every night before they go to bed. And I was praying with Conley. She's our oldest girl. And uh, and usually I'm praying blessing and influence and pre- uh, presence and protection over her life, like the B-I-P-P, all right? Like that's what, not P-P in the bed, but like B-I-P-P. Okay, uh, like, okay, sorry, I'm ADHD. You just got to go with it today. Um. But, but I want you to know, like, I don't, I don't, I, I usually pray that over our kids every night. We usually just spend time, I lay my right hand on them. I know it's kind of wild, but I just lay my right hand on them. I just pray with them and begin to do that. And the other night, I began to use this outline that I want to teach us today. Uh, and, and I began to pray like it. I began to pray kind of following this recipe of what Jesus ultimately gave us a recipe for prayer. And uh, I began to do that. And after I got done praying with Conley, she was like, she looked at me, she was like, Dad. That was a good prayer. I was like, well, thank you, you know, like, thanks. I appreciate you judging my prayer, right? But, but how many you know, y- y'all have been there. You felt like, you know, you couldn't pray. Uh, like, you, like, like, I grew up, my granddaddy, I love my grandparents. They listen and watch every single week uh, uh, online, and so I love them so much. But my granddaddy would pray in the King James Version. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody got a granddaddy that prays in King James Version? And I thought, man, I could never pray like that. There's no way I can pray like that. I mean, there's no way I could do that. How many of y'all grew up, did anybody grow up going to church? If you did, just wave at me. If you didn't, I love that you're here. I love that you're in this place. But I remember growing up, my dad and mom were my youth pastors growing up. um, And and so I think about that. um, And I think about how literally at the end of every youth group, right, uh, what would happen is we would stand up and we would grab hands. And you'd be in a prayer circle. You know what I'm talking about? And all the church people are like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, right? You've been in a prayer circle, right, you begin to pray. And what happens is you like, they, like I'm always standing on the left side, but you always start to the right. And what happens is, is you're holding hands, and like you're holding hands with them, and they're praying. And then when you get done with your prayer, you know, you know what you did? You squeeze the hand next to you. You know what I'm talking about? Right, I, I grew up in that kind of church, okay, and so I grew up doing that. How many of y'all are getting flashbacks and nervous right now? All right, everybody, please stand up. It's why we're in a circle. No, it's not, okay. Uh, but but I, I think about that and I think about man, I'm holding hands with people, and and literally, if you're like me, ADHD, I in prayer requests as well. But it gets all the way around, and I'm like, oh man, that's what I was gonna pray for, and like it gets all the way to you, and you got nothing. Anybody ever been there? Like you got nothing to pray for, and it was just like a squeeze, squeeze. Come on, just pass it. Pass it down to the next person. Go ahead and skip me when it comes to prayer, right? That's, that's honestly how I, I saw prayer growing up. It's honestly how I responded to prayer. It's just, not that it wasn't a big deal, but it, it was a big deal, but it, but it also became just something that we did, right? I think about even that, that old prayer, uh, now I lay me down to sleep. What a morbid prayer, right? That we're teaching our kids, right? Have y'all, y'all, y'all ever thought about that? Now I lay me down to sleep. What is it? I pray the Lord my soul to keep, watch this next part, let me, let me just imagine for a second, me praying this with my four-year-old son, and if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take, right, come on, like, that's a little morbid for our kids, right, we are not teaching that prayer in purpose kids right now, i just tell you that, right, it's not happening, I just think about that, but that's a lot of times what we think of when we think of prayer, and I want to just change that today, I want to I kind of change that, Because I think for a lot of us, we have all of these excuses of why we shouldn't pray. We have all these excuses out there of why we can't pray. I want to just make it really simple for us today. I heard this joke that Pastor Chris told one time that I just want to share because it's really funny. Uh, it's this guy named Boudreau and Boudreau's a Cajun. Y'all like a Cajun joke? Everybody good with that every now and then? Alright. So like, Boudreau is a Cajun man and he was walking down the road and, and I'll just tell you he'd been drinking a little too much. Okay, Been drinking a little too much. Now again, it's deep south Louisiana. The officer pulls him over where uh, he's walking on the side of the road and he says, hey Boudreau, listen to me. You, uh, you, you look like you had a little too much to drink. And he's like, hey, we need to do a blood test on you right here. Or breathalyzer test right here on you on the side of the road. We need to do that. He's like, no, I can't be doing that. He's like, Well, why can't you do that, Boudreaux? He said, I'm a I'm a I'm a asthmatic. And if I blow too hard, I'll pass out right here on the road. All right, all right. Well okay. I all right, sounds good. Well, why don't we put you in the car? I'll take you down to the station. We'll take your blood. We'll do a blood test on you right there. He's like, no, 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 I can't be doing that neither. And he's like, well, Boudreaux, why can't you do that? He said, no, I, I'm a hemophiliac. If I see blood, I'm going to start passing out. And, uh, oh, okay, well, um, uh, well, I need you to walk this line right here that's on the side of the road. And he said, no, 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 I can't be doing that neither. i like, well, Boudreaux, why can't you do that? He said, because I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't care who you are, that's funny right there, okay? But, but what happens is, is doesn't that ha- isn't that the same way we do in our spiritual life? We make all of these excuses of why we can't do it. We make all these excuses of why we can't pray, why we can't do it. I want to expel all of those today. I want to make it really simple for us. I want to make it really easy for you and I to be able to say, you know what, this is something that I can do in my walk throughout the rest of the week. Everybody good with that? Okay, that's where we're going today. So this is what the Bible talks about, and Jesus even speaks a lot about prayer. Right, he talks about it. And you see Jesus modeling this all the time. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, this is what the Bible says about Jesus when he was praying. It says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. We'll talk about what that, that got. Its, it's got its own little thing right there. You need to find you a place, you need to find you a spot. You need to find you a prayer closet, but, you know, that needs to be where you're in there, really interceding. But, but Jesus was in a certain place, and watch this. As he finished, the Bible says, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Right? So I love this idea that, that Jesus is modeling prayer, but watch. These guys all went to school back in the day, right? You got to think about it. Like, like they'd heard, they have been to synagogue. they have been to the, the things, uh, the church things. And the disciples start looking at Jesus and say, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been to all of that other stuff, but I want to know how to do that. Like, I want you to teach me how to pray like that because I've never heard anything like that. And so Jesus right there begins to go on and tell them what we know now as the Lord's Prayer, right? And again, uh, I love the idea that that even uh, if you come from a Catholic background, this is something that is ingrained in you as far as the prayer that you should pray. And I think it's a great thing. I want you to understand, though, that more so than I think it's something to be recited, I really believe it's a recipe for prayer. And I want to walk us through what that means and what that looks like for us today and how you can take this today and this week, I promise you, if you will begin to implement this type of of, of prayer into your prayer life, as we've been talking about, first 15, right? Five minutes in worship, five minutes in the Word, five minutes in prayer. If you will take five minutes this week and begin to implement this, I believe you're going to come out on the other side and say, you know what? That was the best time of prayer I've had. Had in a long time I actually heard from God I actually was feeling like I was communicating with him like he wanted me to communicate with him so obviously we know the Lord's Prayer you've heard it before if you go over to Matthew chapter 6 it's also written there and this is what the Bible says in Matthew 6 this is the NIV version verse 9 it says this then is how you should pray this is Jesus talking he says this our father you know it right in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done On earth as it is in heaven, give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. How many of us have heard that before? I think we all have. I think probably we've all been apart. Some of you were reciting it right then as I was saying it. You know this prayer, but more so than it to be repeated, I think it is a recipe for us, for you and I. That if we will begin to do this, I believe that you're going to be able to say, hey, you know what, that's the most meaningful prayer time I've had in a while. All right, you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. I'm going to teach you real quick. Okay, so the very first thing, all right, it talks about that. It says, our Father in heaven. You know what you got to do when you first begin to pray? is you got to connect with God relationally. It's right there on this sheet. I want you to fill that out. Note takers are history makers. You got your heavenly highway hymnal on one side. You got your note taker sheet on the other, all right? So so write down some notes. Take this with you because I think it's going to help you, all right? Our Father in heaven, you got to connect with God relationally. Don't, Don't connect with God formally, but you can approach God out of relationship. You don't have to come at God with a King James perfect prayer where it's just perfectly scripted and all of that. You and I need to realize and understand that God is a heavenly father, right? And I don't know what some of you may think of when you think about your dads. I'm not sure what that looks like for you. I have an incredible dad. It's a second row, literally second row, every single Sunday. And I, I'm grateful for my dad. But let me, let me challenge all of us. When we're talking about fathers, when we're talking about dads, God blows all of us dads out of the water. Right? I, don't, I don't want you to think and take the dad that you, you may have had that wasn't very good to you, wasn't, wasn't kind to you, doesn't love you, doesn't, doesn't honor, whatever that might look like. I don't know what that is for you, but I want you to know that you have a heavenly Father who loves you and he wants to be close to you and he wants a relationship with you. And so Jesus was telling his disciples right there, our Father in heaven, like he was telling his disciples, hey, listen, y'all, I want you to understand something. God likes to be called Father. Right, he really likes that. He doesn't want to be some distant, far-off God. No, no, no. He wants to be as close as a dad is to his kids, right? And I think about my kids. I'm a, I'm a dad of four. Uh, we got an eight-year-old, four-year-old, and two twin girls. And I think about them, and I think about the relationship that I have with them. And I think about as they, uh, man, listen, there's sometimes whenever we got nothing going on, and they'll just crawl in the living room. And uh, I'll just tell you the sweetest thing in the world is when those little baby girls, those twins, will just say, "Dad, da you know what I'm talking about? Like, boy, I mean, just melts my heart. It is like the, I, I wasn't trying to teach them that word, their first word, but I was saying to them, dad, 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 all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, just say dad, dad first. I love you, mama. You're awesome, and you're a great mom, okay? But I really want them to say dad, dad, okay? Uh, but there's something about them calling me daddy that I'm like, whatever you want, you can have it, okay? Like, here's the credit card. I don't know if you need it, if you would use it, but just take it. You got it, all right? There's something about that baby, something about that relationship, me being their dad, that changes the game. And when they approach me and they say, dad, dad, when they say, hey, I don't have a credit card, by the way, just so you know, Financial Peace University will be teaching that the first of the year. Love it. Okay. Um, so, so, again, I, I just love it when they call me daddy. I love that. There's something special about that. See, I, I want us to write this down, too, is that your viewpoint of God will determine the <coughs> excuse me, the depth of your relationship with God. <coughs> Excuse me. See, so your viewpoint of God will determine the depth of your relationship with God. So if you just see him as a far distant, far-off God that doesn't care, that's how you approach him with prayer. But look what the Bible tells us in Romans 8:15. It says, So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves, but instead, somebody say, Instead, instead you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba. Father, and so what I just begin to do is I begin to pray again. This is what I'm gonna, I encourage you to do: is that you will begin to connect with God relationally. So as we start to pray, we just say something like, "God, I'm just so thankful how close you are." I'm so grateful that you love me, that you cared about me, that you're not some far distant off God, but you're as close to me as a brother. you, You are right near me, and I'm so thankful for you. If you will begin your prayer with that, trust me, I really believe that that's going to be a game changer as you approach him a little differently and you approach him as a father. Everybody good with that first one? All right, we got a few more next. So connect with God relationally. So then we go down to the next one. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right, hallowed. Everybody say hallowed. It's a fun word to say, right? It's a little wild to say. We don't really know what that word even means. What does that word mean? Well, this is what I want you to do on your sheet. I want you to worship his name. I want you to worship his name. So, so Halloween is just a way of worshiping, like revering, honoring the name of God. I think you've got to understand that names have power, do they not? Right? When somebody can call you by name, there's something special about that. And I think about my kids even. If I tell our kids, I say, hey, hey, y'all, Want y'all go in there and pick up? And one of them kind of runs and relays the message, hey, y'all pick up in here. Like, ain't nothing happening, okay? Right? Ain't nothing happening in the house. But if I say, hey, y'all need to pick up, and one of the kiddos runs in there and says, hey, daddy said we better pick up. How many of you know that just the mention of my name changes the atmosphere in the room? Okay? I want you to see how that works just with, a, with our physical children. I want you to understand how that works also with our heavenly father. And the fact that his name is powerful. like, like I, want, I think the, th- the same thing can be said of God. The name of God has the ability to change an atmosphere just like that. Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That's important for us. we got to understand that. And so what are some names of God? Think like You need to write some of these down. God is righteousness. You know what that means? It means he's made us clean. He's forgiven us. God, I love that. That That's the name of God. God is sanctifier, that he has called us and he has set us apart, that God is healer, all right? He has healed all of my infirmities, all of my diseases. Thank you, God, for being that. That that God is my peace, right? He's my shalom is, is the original language, the word, right? He is my peace in the midst of all craziness, and he is peace. That's God. God is our banner of victory, meaning, you know what? Before you ever get there that you've already won. God has already gone before you. Yes, this life may take your life, but guess what? God has already won because he is a banner of victory. That's the name of God. God is our shepherd. You know what he does? He speaks to us. He guides us. He walks with us. God is, is our peace again. Shalom, that's what he is. God is our provider. He provides all that I need, right? It's not just that I have a job that provides for my family. No, it's that God has provided me with lungs in my uh, my body and breath in those lungs and, and a heart to beat blood throughout my body because He's the provider of that in order for me to be able to provide for my family. Again, it's not the job that provides for my family. It's God that provides everything I need in order to do that job, right? So God is provider. God is, I just think it's so important that we would just begin to speak God's name out loud. Like, like when we proclaim who He is, we're not only worshiping Him, but we're also reminding ourselves of how powerful and how great our God is. That's important. I think we got to remind ourselves of that. So so again how do you implement this into your prayer? You worship his name. So you start connecting with him relationally. Then you begin to worship his name. Okay, God, I'm just so thankful that you're my healer. God, I'm so thankful that, man, even, even that doctor's report I got last week, that, God, you're going to go before me, that you're my healer. God, I'm so thankful that you've provided for me, that, man, you are a provider, that you've provided me lungs and, and blood in my body and a heart to pump it, and that I can go out and do all of this. Like, thank you for providing. Thank you, God, that this week that I, I shouldn't have had peace. But, man, you were my peace. Thank you, God. Like, that's how we begin to pray. Okay? So, so, so we're going to honor him. We're going to connect with him relationally. Then we're going to worship his name. Everybody good? All right. So we're going to do these. We're going to do these this week. Okay? Next thing is this. Uh, you get to the next part where it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Right? That's the next part. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Somebody shout, Your All right, so this is what I want you to do begin to pray His agenda first. Begin to pray God's agenda first see if you notice that just right there this is again Jesus teaching us a recipe of how to pray this is how we pray this is how we need to do it and so Jesus is saying hey you know what you need to do your kingdom come your will be done that you and I need to be praying God's agenda first I think about any relationship that I have that's important in my life I'm not trying to think about myself first as much as I'm trying to think about others before myself right Now think about that. The same is said when we're talking about how do we pray. And God has a prayer list. Do you know that? that God has a prayer list. God God has a prayer list, and it can be summed up in in one word. You ready? Others. Not just you. It's about others. The fact is, is to be a part of being a child of God is caring about what he cares about and loving people that he loves. And guess what? He loves all people. doesn't matter what they look like, where they've been, what they've done, how long they've been there. God cares and loves about all of them. And so you know what? When we pray your agenda first, God, we're going to pray something like this. I'm going to seek your kingdom first, according to Matthew chapter 6, 33, right? We're going to seek first the kingdom of God. Luke 12, 31, seek the kingdom of God above all else, right? Let it set the rhythm of your life. Let the kingdom of God set the rhythm of your life, and watch what happens. And he'll give you everything that you need. Come on. How many times do we go after everything that we need instead of seeking the kingdom of God above all else? So my challenge for us is begin to pray God's agenda first. Spend time focusing on what God is focused on. You know what he's focused on? Saving the lost. You know what? That's what we're about as a church. That's what Sunday mornings, and again, right now, they look a little different. But I want you to know that the reason why we do Sunday mornings is to attract lost people that don't know God to come and experience God, to be able to have a relationship with God. God cares about lost things. Look at Luke chapter 15. There's three stories where we come up with our core values as a church. All come from Luke chapter 15. And this idea that there are lost things that God cares about. we got to care about lost things. You know what else God cares about? Wisdom and guidance for those that are in authority. I know you may may not agree with them, you may agree with them, whatever it might be, but guess what we're going to do? We're going to be people that pray for them, pray for wisdom and guidance and strength, that God, you would lead our country, not a certain person, not a certain cabinet, not a whatever, but God, you would be the leader of our country. Give them wisdom and guidance. We're going to pray for the uh, caring and the poor and the sick and the marginalized. That's what God cares about. The, the, the people that, that may not have it as good as you and I, that we're going to go out there and we're going to be a helping hand, just like we were able to do yesterday. And our outreach team went out there and crushed it, gave away 100 plus food uh, bags of food, fed over 500 people yesterday. Come on, we can celebrate that. But you know why we do that? Because God cares about that. God cares about that stuff. So again, I'm going to pray God's agenda first. I'm going to pray for unity and love. I'm going to pray for justice. I'm going to pray freedom for those in bondage. I'm going to pray accomplishing your purpose using me, God. Like And so how do I do this in prayer? You know how we do it? We say, God, I know I've got all this list, but I'm going to come to you and say, God, whatever you want, however you want to use me, God, you're going to use me. God, I pray for our president. I pray for our cabinet, our house, and our senate. I pray for everybody that's in government making decisions that they would make decisions that would honor you if they would make decisions that value your word above everything else right like we're going to pray like that's how that's how we would begin to pray god your agenda over my agenda amen on me everybody good okay so we're on three we got four more to go y'all okay everybody good okay here we go next one is this give us this day our daily bread all right give us this day our daily bread what's that telling us how do we need to pray depend on him for everything that you and I would be, de- be able to depend on him for everything. Maybe for some of you, you're like, you know what, I don't need nothing right now. You know what, I still think you need to take it to God. Because what's so bad about it and what I, what I, what I value about my kids is that they don't come to me whenever they just need something, right? Can you imagine just for a second being a dad that, or a, 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 a mom or whatever that your kids only approached you, only came to you when they had something that they needed from you? Right? There's no relationship there. I want to challenge us that, man, you know what we need to do? We need to say, God, I'm so dependent on you for everything. Thank you for what you've done. This is a season of thanksgiving. Let's be a church that's real thankful for a lot of what God has done. Let's be a people that's really thankful for everything that God has done in our life. Right? This is what the Bible says in Psalm 121, verse 1. It says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and the earth, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not providing for myself. How do we pray this? You know how we pray this? We pray something like this. God, I'm dependent completely on you. God, I'm so thankful that you've given me the job. It's not the job that provides for me. It's you that provides for me. God, thank you for giving me the breath, again, in my lungs. And I'm going to begin to depend on you in my my marriage, in my finances, in my all of this. I'm going to depend on you, King Jesus, right? That's how we begin to pray. Everybody good? Still good? Here we go. Next one is this. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, right? That's the next thing. So we got to forgive and be forgiven, okay? What I like to say and how I like to just put it a little bit different is get your heart right with God and with people. Okay, you got to get your heart right with God and people. I think that's so important for us. Lord, don't let me be okay with the sin that I have in my life. God, there's some spots in my life that I know are not honoring you. God, don't let me be okay with those things. Don't let me say, oh, that's just okay. We'll just sweep that under the rug. No, no, no. If there's anything that's not pleasing to you, God, would you show me? Would you begin to put a light on it? God, would you forgive me of that? Yes, I've already been forgiven through Jesus for everything, but I think God still loves us to say, you know what? I'm not going to be okay with living in sin. I'm not going to be okay in doing that. I'm not going to be okay with that. God, would you show me that? Would you begin to prick my heart for that? And, And in in turn, I would begin to forgive other people, right? Because how many of y'all know every single day somebody's gonna offend you? Come on, somebody, right? Somebody, and so I'm just going to challenge all of us. When we begin to pray, you know what, God, would you just, I know somebody's going to offend me today, but I'm going to go ahead and forgive them right now. Before the offense ever takes place, before this ever happens, I am going to forgive them. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to hold something from other, anybody else. I'm going to go ahead and forgive them before it even happens. I think that's an honorable way to do it. I think Jesus is telling us, this is the way that you do that. This is the way that you begin to pray. First John. 1 9 says it this way if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness I think it's so important that we got to get right with God and get right with people ready all right we got to do that we got to do that Kyle if you don't mind coming up here and playing those sweet keys that would be awesome all right we're gonna try and land this plane really quick but I want you to know something really fast the next one says this do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one Right, you've heard that. You know that. What does that mean? What it means for you and I as we're in prayer is we got to engage in spiritual warfare. you got to engage in spiritual warfare. See, what Jesus, he's trying to tell his disciples, this is how you should pray. He's trying to tell them, hey, you got to understand that what we see is not all there is. That what we see is not all there is. There's a spiritual war going on that we can't even see. That, that, there, that there is an enemy That is out there. And his main job for you and me is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he wants for you. He doesn't want good things for you. He's going to entice you with something that may look good, but the backside of it is to kill, steal, and destroy you. That's his goal. What's Jesus saying when he's saying, hey, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one? Jesus is saying, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to put on the full armor of God. You're going to have to get ready because Satan is coming after you. He's coming to destroy you. Watch what Ephesians 6 verse 12 says. It says, For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And what's that doing? What's Jesus asking us to do? He's asking us, you know what, right after that, he's talking about putting on the full armor. That you're going to have to go to battle today. So you're going to have to engage in spiritual warfare. There's going to be some stuff coming your way that's coming at you to tempt you. And again, you've got to understand on the backside, the temptation is there to still kill and destroy your life. But we've got to be willing to say, you know what? God, I- I'm asking you, God, would you be willing to go before me? And, and I'll just tell you, sometimes in this moment when I'm in prayer, all I can say is the name of Jesus. But isn't it crazy that the name of Jesus, at the mention of Jesus' name, that demons have to flee. That the mention of the name of Jesus, that darkness has to disperse. Like sometimes when, you're in, when, you, when, you're, when you feel it all around you, all you can say is the name Jesus, that's enough. That's enough. Because His name is power. So I want to encourage you, engage in spiritual warfare. And the last thing that He tells us about is, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Right? think about that. I think about what that is. You know what you're going to do at the very end of it? At the very end of your prayer, would you begin to just express God's ability? Express faith in God's ability? Just express your faith that, you know what God, I can't do it, but I know you can. I don't have the strength to do it, but I know you do. I I don't have the wisdom to be able to do it, but I know you can give it to me. The fact is, I I like what even Randy said a few weeks ago uh, in one of our lead team meetings. He said something about the fact that amen You know what it kind of just means to him? It means right on. I like that. I don't know if that's biblical or not, but I like it, okay? In Jesus' name we pray, right on. Amen. You know what that means? Whatever you want to do, God, right on. I'm going with you. I'm riding with you, God. I'm doing whatever I got to do to be with you. That's what we're going to be about. That's what this church is going to be about. And so you know what? I'm going to do something so different than we normally do. I want you to put your uh, papers down right now, if you don't mind. We're not doing a prayer circle. Everybody calm down, all right? <laughs> just take a calm, take it easy. I, I, I know I've taught, we've taught over the last couple weeks, first 15, I want you to experience what five minutes in prayer is going to be like in this room. So I don't want you to just move around a whole lot. For five minutes, I'm going to walk you through for 30 seconds apiece, we're going to walk through each of these seven things, okay? I want you to do it to yourself. I feel like you can do it right there where you're at. We're going to walk through these seven things. I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to give it. I'm going to let you feel what it feels like when I ask you to do five minutes of prayer. But that you can do these seven things. You can do it right where you're sitting. Kyle's going to keep playing, and we're just going to experience five minutes of prayer. Everybody good? Yeah. Not nervous? Don't be nervous. We've got an outline. Jesus gave us the outline. All right? So here we go for five minutes. Our first thing we're going to do for 30 seconds, I want you to connect with God relationally. I want you, our Father in heaven, connect with God relationally. You begin to worship his name. 30 seconds. Just take 30 seconds to worship his name. God, you are. you pray God's agenda first. Pray his agenda first. God, we know you care about the lost. Let me care about what you care about. Pray that for 30 seconds. give us this day our daily bread would you just depend on him for everything would you begin to pray and just thank him for what he's done say you're putting your whole trust and faith in him go for 30 seconds our debts as we forgive our debtors would you ask God to show you anywhere in your life that you've got sin show you anywhere that you're struggling where you're falling short and also go ahead and forgive those that are going to offend you at lunch that are going to offend you this Thursday at Thanksgiving, go ahead and just release that, forgive them already Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Would you right now just engage in some spiritual warfare? Got an enemy that doesn't like you? Would you depend on the one that gave his life for you? Would you just engage in that right now? Take 30 seconds just to do that. seconds and just express faith in God's ability to do it. That God can do it. That, that situation that you've been up against, that that person that you know that's a best friend that's far from God, that that son that's been running from God for a long time, that you may not have the ability, but God can. That God can do it. So take 30 seconds to pray for Your heads are bowed and your eyes are still closed. Let me, let me speak to you just for a second. Maybe you felt like you couldn't connect with God relationally. and Maybe for some of you, it's because you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And I would just come to tell you again at the end of the day, this whole entire Bible, the whole reason why we would pray, the whole reason why we have even service in the first place is to be able to point you to Jesus there is a person named Jesus that gave his life for you and I, that even our sin and our, where we've messed up and how many times we failed, that Jesus was willing to come live a perfect life. He's willing to give his life for me so that I didn't have to. And so that's, that's an extended offer to you and I, that we can have a relationship, that we can connect with God relationally. We do that through Jesus. So maybe you're in this room you've never done that. You've never asked Jesus to come into your life. You've never asked Jesus to forgive you, to, to, to save you. Today could be that day for you. So I just want to encourage you that today might be that day where you say yes to Jesus. And I just believe you're here for a reason or you're listening on a podcast for a reason. that God wants to speak to you. He's been drawing you to himself. And that today is that day of salvation. The Bible tells us that if we would confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we will believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. So if that's you and you say, I need to be saved today, I need Jesus to come into my life, I need salvation, uh, I, I need that. Would you pray something like this? It doesn't have to be word for word. Would you just mean this on the inside of you? Would you say, Jesus, I believe what you did on the cross. I believe that you died for me, that you took my spot, and I put my full faith and trust in you today. I give you my life, and I accept your forgiveness today. Thank you for saving me. Help me live for you from this day forward for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Maybe you're in here. Maybe you're in this room. Maybe you're listening on a podcast and you just prayed to receive Jesus. I just want to tell you that we're going to be a church that celebrates that that we're going to be a church that parties on purpose because that's just what we do, right? Celebration is our response. And that when one person comes to know Jesus, the heaven throws a party, and we want Purpose Church to look a whole lot like heaven. So if you're in this room, I just want to ask you, we got a prayer team that's that's over here behind me today against the wall that you came in. We would love to know that decision that you made. If you said yes to Jesus today, would you just begin to make your way to them? That would be awesome. We'd love to give you a Bible. We'd love to just just high-five you, congratulations, you and if you're listening on the podcast would you just text the word PURPOSE to 270-229-6488 that lets us know that you made the decision and it would be the highest honor of our life to be able to follow up with you this week. I love that I love that, I love that well come on Purpose Church why don't we do this? Can we raise our head? Can we stand to our feet and can we give Jesus the loudest salvation that we've given Him all week long? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Let's give it up for Jesus. I'm not talking about a golf clap. Give it up for Jesus. Yeah, I love that. I love it, I love it. Again, if we can get loud about anything, we're going to be loud about the name of Jesus. In a gym full of people that usually get loud about a basketball game, we're going to be loud about Jesus together. Once you high-five somebody and say you look good and you sounded good today at church. You sounded good, look good. I might have got some of y'all a date just now. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, really quick, I just want to tell you really fast, thank you so much for being here really grateful for you. I'll tell you um, uh, the only reason why we're able to continue to move forward as a church is because of people that are generous like you. And I want to tell you about your generosity making an impact yesterday. Again, I said it a little bit earlier but 103 bags that you guys brought in and then as a church we were able to take that and also pair it with a, a turkey. Did y'all know there's a turkey shortage this year? Who knew that? But our outreach team said, no, we're not going to take excuses. We're going to find 103 turkeys. Who I did not realize that there was a turkey shortage but You can only get two at the grocery store, all right? That's it. Uh, But we got 103 of them. We were able to take them and give those away uh, just on your behalf yesterday. Uh, And so I'll just tell you, 500 plus, 600 actually people that that were served yesterday because of your generosity. I just think that God needs a big clap of praise just to celebrate that. Celebrate that person next to you that did that. Thank you for doing that. What I love is that not only were they handed food, but they were handed, uh, man, a smile. I'll just tell you, man, they were so excited to receive what we were able to give them, but also even more so than that, that our team was able to pray with them, and we were able to just shed some hope in the midst of a, a season where, uh, again, for, for a lot of people, it's a hopeless season, but we were able to shine light. Thank you so much for being that kind of church. Thank you for being generous, and right now, we're going to continue being generous. Our tithes and offerings, we take that up every week at the end of service, and if this is your first time, like this is not for you, it's for people that call Purpose Church home. And so uh, I just want to just ask our usher team to come forward. Y'all can begin to pass that. Again, your generosity is making an impact. We're able to go and we're able to have an, our, our own facility coming up uh, in just a few weeks. We'll tell you again a little bit more about that. Um, uh, it, it's running a few days behind, more so than we thought. But we'll definitely be able to share some stuff with you next Sunday about some finalized plans and what we got coming up uh, uh, in the next few weeks. But, man, I'm so excited that we get to, to, to do this together that, that uh, I got to walk Mr. Monty around the other day, uh, just a good friend of mine and got to walk him around and uh, man he's excited about it, I know you're excited about it, we can't wait to have that facility it's not about the facility, it's about the fact that we can do more through a facility that we can reach other people, that we can reach people for the gospel, that's all the only reason why we do it and so grateful for you, thankful that you believe in the vision of what God has given us to go reach lost people and to connect them to Jesus and help them live on purpose so thank you, thank you for doing that thank you for being a part of that. We love you guys. I'm so grateful for you. I'm going to pray for you. And then I hope you have the best week of your life. Take this with you today and begin to do that. All right. Y'all good with that? All right, don't forget next is right at the end of the service. You want to be a part of the church or the team, and baptism is next Sunday. Y'all come. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to party and cowbell it, and it's going to be great, all right? And I may or may not preach from the baptism tank the entire service with a microphone in my hand. So come watch the pastor get electrocuted next Sunday. All right, I'll see you next Sunday. All right, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for everything you've done. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. Have a great week. We love you. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to OurPurpose.Church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.